your turn to be afraid. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast. Welcome back to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast, the podcast that reviews your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and horror media. I'm your host, Saul. This is Greg. And I'm David. Today, we're going to be doing another double episode. We're going to be doing a project that that is going to be out in Kickstarter pretty soon. And then we're going to be reviewing classic movie, one of my favorite movies. And um, before we get into that, we're going to go ahead and introduce our guest for today. Friend of the podcast. Um, we've had him on uh, three times already. And um, making his fourth return to the podcast, Lyndon White. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, uh, yeah, good. Thanks for having me back again. You're not sick of me. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we, we we love you having you. You're you're always a a, a great guest for for the podcast, and uh, we've been a great friend since since we've uh, had you the first time. Yeah, it's um, it's always good to come back on, and it's nice that we get to chat about different stuff each time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And with um with Lyndon is Andy. How are you doing today, Andy? Hi, yeah, yeah, all good. Thank you. Enjoying the sunshine. How is uh how has this um this period been for you all? Uh, well, now we're chatting about this, but um, for for me, I my 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 day job is um, IT consultant. So I I kind of like I'm used to sat working in, from home in front of a computer screen and not interacting with anybody. So it's you know normal service for <laughs> me. Quite happy. So this is kind of like your normal normal day. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, and, and, and even better because now when I didn't want to go out and see anybody, I had to make excuses, and now I've just got one huge excuse. So <laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> How about you, Lynn? Yeah, it, it's been weird. We're, we're chatting before we came on, and um, I I was prepared to uh, just spend about three or four months just working on one of my my graphic novels. I'd just I'd finished up all my work, finished my big job, got it all squared away, and then this happened. And I think about a weekend, I just got bombarded with new work, and I was just like, "Oh, great!" I mean, like to say that I thought I wasn't going to be busy. I'm now busy that I've been working weekends as well sometimes, which is you know in spite of everything amazing because you know it's some people aren't as fortunate but yeah it's been all right <laughs> Oddly. it's always crazy how much uh, work you you tell us you have it's it's like i, I have no idea how you you fit all that into a, a day um into your normal work, yeah. work uh, load <laughs> coffee helps <laughs> just, just coffee. caffeine so today we're going to be talking about reanimator incorporated and I mean, anybody who knows the the name Reanimator kind of uh, or should know what the the basic you know just the the, the story would be. But we want to go ahead and just you know talk about the project, what what we can expect from it, and what um can you all tell us where this project came from? Well, well this is this is probably my fault. Um, so it's it's a, it's an idea that's been going on in my head for. A long time. Um, I can't remember how long it was ago. Someone got me a copy of the ne- Necronomicon, and I sat kind of working my way through that. It's a pretty big piece, and Lovecraft's writing is sometimes pretty pretty difficult to get through. The ideas are great, but um, you've really got to got to really concentrate on his text. But um, I was reading the Reanimator story, and the, the there's there's one particular sentence, there's one particular line in there when he says. Um, it's in in the scream of the dead episode and the 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 narrator says to he just reanimated somebody or this corpse and he says kind of where have you been 
and that to me was the line that suddenly woke something up in my head and that was if you do if someone dies and you want to reanimate them let's say you reanimate them let's just say that's eight hours later if you successfully reanimate them where has that person been in that eight eight hours and it suddenly started to make me think about where if, if there is a soul where the soul travels what happens then and um so the idea has always been in my head and again working in it there's you know you can you can what you call virtualize things in it and this is something that you've seen in things like altered carbon recently you can back somebody you can back up the, the the data in someone's head and obviously there's frankenstein there's all sorts of ways it literally literary kind of history has picked all this up um and I've, I've just had these ideas and i just started piecing it together one day and i was like right i want to make my own reanimator story but i don't want to retell reanimator i don't want to do exactly kind of you know retell the film retell what, what, what the original story looked like so how can i completely reimagine this and that's when it came over and then i thought well um i've been working with Lyndon a bit and um and, and seen, seen some of his stuff and i thought i know perfect someone who'd be i was really hoping he would say yes when i asked him and, and unfortunately he didn't. and uh, there we are I'm right. I've been riding on his coattails ever since. <laughs> <laughs> and I've said it in the past already, Lyndon. I love the the artwork. It's um, it's each time I see something from from that use as Endover, I I just fall in love with the, with the way it's drawn and the way it looks. Oh, thanks. Yeah, um, I mean, I keep it's it is labor intensive at times, but I keep trying to up my game and keep doing more stuff with it. And I think it's because. The projects I keep picking to do are things that I really want to do and things that I'll enjoy. So it's not too bad when I'm spending all this time, you know, drawing monsters and skeletons and dead stuff. Um, you know, all the happy things. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, when Andy mentioned it to me, I was like, I think uh, he started talking to me about it. Says, so it's going to be Lovecraft, but then there's going to be influences of Dante's Inferno. I'm just like, yep, done, sold. <laughs> yep, I'm in. <laughs> For those who have not um, heard an episode with you in it, can you uh, tell us how the artwork comes together? So um, I, it's mixed media. So I do uh, half and half. So half traditional media, half digital. So I, I do all the line work and the inking by hand. So it's got ink wash and gray tones and um, all the textures and the base tone, all the details there. It's like the skeleton of the artwork is drawn on paper, uh, about A3. And because I'm partly colorblind, um, I actually do coloring digitally. So I've made brushes that resemble what I'd do if I did an oil painting or acrylic or bits of chalk. And I, I work those into the color work using a Cintiq, using a Wacom tablet. So I can get all the details if I'd be painted by hand. But I'm doing digitally where I can change colors and tweak things. Um, it just means that anything that I would struggle with painting by hand, I can tweak digitally, which makes it a lot you know, more accessible for me, but also means that I seem to choose palettes, uh, color palettes that are very different or unique that are eye-catching. Um, it's weird. I had I spoke to someone at Comic-Con last year, and the, the first thing they said to me, I'm colorblind, and I actually could see the colors properly. I'm like, funny thing, so am I. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like, it's nice. It's, it's good that it works for people who are, and, you know, most people don't even realize that I am, which is, is great. Um but yeah, I, I work in all the details and it's inky with paint and it, it blends itself to horror or fancy or things with action that are a bit outworldly, a bit surreal. It's been one of those things that that always captures my, my interest when I look at it because 
like you said, it's digital or half digital, but it looks like it's fully like hand painted, hand and like we we said, like it looked like chalk. Yeah. It looks like oil painting. It looks it mm-hmm. looks like it's all done by hand. Yeah, I just cheat. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's good. I mean, I think working that way is one of the ways that I am able to work, get as much done as I do. Um, if I was doing all this by hand, then you know, Andy says, "Well, you know, that person was in the orange top, going out with pink." I'd be like cursing his name but instead now i can go in and tweak it fairly easily um and it, it's the same with line work as well it's a lot easier to redraft digital line work and print it off and scan it rather than do it completely by hand and then you know you spend ages getting this drawing right and then someone says actually can we change our arm um yeah it's uh. but i mean it's a lot of a lot of comic artists work this way they've kind of like found that that balance and i think it's it's good to have that balance because some there's pros and cons to both. I mean, people who are purely traditional do some beautiful work, but then can't really edit it. And then the people who do everything digital sometimes lose a bit of that magic that you get when actually drawing on paper. You kind of like um, overcompensate and you're always rubbing stuff out or changing things where you become your line work becomes too tight. Um, if you're being technical, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, um, anyone who hasn't seen it no. should definitely you know please check it out and see, let me know what you think. Um, it's a bit different. That's one of the things I love about your your art is that it it has that um, it's it's tight and it's clean where it needs to be, but it has that uh, um, a lot of raw edges to it, which draws the eye to the detail that you've drawn into the characters and or to the scene. So it's always it's 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 nice to see that that kind of marrying together of the two styles of the of the traditional and digital because you you get that. Um, that nice break away from that. And it is also one of the things that I think I've said before in other interviews with you, uh, your use of light and, and color, which blows me away because you being colorblind, um, it, it, when you, when you hear that, when, when you, when you realize that and you go back and look at the same page, you're like, wow, that's that, that either explains why, why this looks like this. And this is why my brain is like really enjoying and soaking this all in because it's such a different, it's, it's a different look than what your mm-hmm. expectation is, I guess sometimes. And I, I really like the way that it marries up uh, with the, the writing because the writing is so dark, <laughs> but your, your, your brightness in certain areas is like, boom, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, there it's dark, but it needs to be in light and, you know, lush when it needs to be. Um, I, I think I was joking to you yeah. last time that I'd been drawing so much horror books that I was like dying to draw daytime scenes again. So <laughs> I had an opportunity to be like, right, blue sky, we're in blue sky and a beach. We have like nice color. Most of us that who are, who are just love horror and are into watching all these horror movies and will know the basic gist of the story. What can we expect as far as um, maybe some little bit of differences that you're able to talk to us that doesn't spoil the, the, the story? Yeah, well, there's, there's no beach scenes in this, but I've just made a note now to include one for episode two. I'm, I'm not sure how we're going to do that. Um, but yeah, I think the the one of the key things was was kind of about modernization. So you know, the original story's got like a, a reagent, like a serum, um, and mm-hmm. we one of the ideas was, was to draw upon a lot of other sci-fi, um, like kind of 
like sci-fi canon. So um, if, if you think about um, things like Star Trek, The Fly, we were looking at kind of like how we could kind of like borrow kind of like certain elements from there. And mm-hmm. um, so in, basically in, in the story, instead of reanimating, kind of injecting a, a serum to kind of like re- reawaken the, the, the brain, the, now what we've got is a, is, is, a, is a unit that will effectively atomically disassemble a, a, a cadaver someone who's died and then um Mm -hmm. it uploads all of the atoms and effectively recreates that person in digital cyberspace um and then you know the computer can can analyze it and say right this person's died of cause x or y and then through synthesization it can effectively repair it and then re then effectively put them back reassemble them and then hopefully they come back to life so you know you take something like um the the star trek kind of like beaming device there and one Mm -hmm. of the one of the more kind of like yeah. philosophical then arguments then is, well, if you then, because the Star Trek transport effectively works, so, so we're told in the same way, that you beam somebody um, up, you disassemble them, and if you atomically disassemble someone, you're probably going to kill them. Um, so when you kind of like re-beam <laughs> the person at the new location, atomically it's maybe the same, and and maybe you've reinvoked all the memories, but is it still the same person? And there is something, the Star Trek transport mm. paradox, and you look at it, and it's it's borrowing upon that type of thing. So we, we borrowed certain elements from various kind of parts of the canon out there, and then just again, that's why the name Incorporated is used because there's a kind of corporation aspect. There's a, there's a kind of quite a capitalist corporation backstory to this, but we're incorporating also lots and lots of stories. <laughs> the whole uh, beaming thing nice. it just reminds me of why Bones uh, from the original Star Trek he does not like the the beaming. Yeah. No, um, and what I don't know was it is the guy um, in Next Generation and he, he actually had a, a phobia and um, I can't remember the actor's name, um, but he th- there was a couple episodes of him and he, he was he was absolutely terrified and he ended up going through going through in, and, and he kind of actually ended up in this kind of state where he was kind of half transported. And yeah, the, the the Star Trek kind of um, like series do kind of play on this this transporter element quite a lot as well. So yeah, we've we've kind of borrowed a little bit there. So this issue here, this is going to be chapter one. It's it's on the title there. So how many issues are going to be coming out for for or at least planned for Reanimator Incorporated? Uh, so we got we got six. So that's going to keep Lyndon busy. Um, so yeah, um, and, and and I think we spent we spent a lot of time on on this first one because we've been trying to you know what the cap you know what the characters looking like what what's the scene and 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 one of the things that's really come out that's I think well I've been impressed a lot of people impressed is Lyndon's use of coloring and the different themes so even even the themes we're saying chapter one is really set in the store we've we've obviously done the world building the character building we've introduced some of the ideas hopefully enough to kind of excite people in 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 one book. Lyndon's artworks also that the framework is in place to take that so yeah hopefully six chapters and we we literally descend into the into the we literally descend into hell I'm not I'm going to say much more than that can we can we point out that 72 pages as well it's not like tiddly books it's not like a comic issue like each one is like a chunky chapter mm. yeah I mean it's I think it's important though because like we were talking about this as well when Andy first approached me about it and in terms of my reading habits and what I'm finding that people enjoy more is people do want a, a self-contained story or at least a finished story. They don't want to spend like, really like 70 pages of a comic and not get a satisfying ending. And, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's going to continue. And over here in the UK, it's been less people buying single issues and people are like, oh, the single issues look cool, but they're going to wait until the, the big volumes are out, are out where they can yeah. read a sizable chunk. 
Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's one of the, one of the things I, I've heard as well. Uh, even when I, when I back some of these single issues, which I I'll still, I still back single issues. It's like, when you get to the last page, I'm like, no, I wanted to, I wanted more. Now I have to wait another year or something for <laughs> the next one. One one of the things one of the things I had to command commend Andy on is that uh, he starts out with the premise of this and uh, the reader. You definitely, as a as a reader, uh, you you have an expectation, and there was definitely a delivery uh, by the end of the the story, at uh, the end of this this issue, and uh, it and and I was like, okay, excellent, as opposed to just that not getting that delivery and being like, well, I guess I'm. <laughs> so as a as a reader it hooks you it hooks you you keep wanting more yeah yeah but i think i think and again i have to kind of give give lyndon some credit there because um again without gotta gotta say without kind of doing the spoiler but i i kept things fairly open and we'd we'd had a kind of good relationship in terms of look I'll, i'll leave this to your kind of artistic license but something will something will happen something someone will appear and I, I couldn't imagine what that looked like. And um, Lyndon kind of drew it and I just went, whoa, whoa. So <laughs> the, the, the delivery aspect is kind of like there in the story. But I think that's, again, the relationship between kind of writer and artist because I can kind of say, and this mm. happens, but in my head I can never really visualize stuff. And to be, to, when I do, it's, it's never never as good. So Lyndon kind of created this thing. And I think there's a, there's a good reveal, a double page reveal very, very much towards the end. And you're just like, what mm. is that? And um, but that's that's from Lyndon's yeah. imagination. So I don't know how much coffee you'd had that day, Lyndon, or, or, or whatever you've been taking. <laughs> the, the correct amount. Yeah, I think because this book is it's Reanimator, and it does tell the story of Reanimator for those who are you know love that. And but because we are playing on the idea of other realms and where people have been. Like I, I didn't really want to go with the generic. Um, I'm trying to say it in a way that's not going to spoil anything. I didn't want to do the generic way of defining where you go when you die if it's heaven or hell. I didn't want the, the plain, you know, stereotypical floaty wings and you know robes and clouds type thing. Um, I wanted to try and mess with it a bit, especially as you know, as we go on and do show other realms, we can go into more Lovecraft. Lovecraft lore uh, and you know can play around with those visual stuff so I think messing with the reader a little bit in issue one is a good thing mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, and sure. it's very accessible to people who have n- not read Lovecraft or do n- are not familiar with the Lovecraft mythos or or even the, the Dante's uh, uh, mm-hmm. multi-circle mm-hmm. system you could just you could pick this book up and go oh okay Give yeah, me more. That's, that's what we want. <laughs> so, <laughs> Andy, do you have? So, have you written the rest of the the the, the outlines of the? Um, so, two is in a pretty good place, but again, we've been talking about how we nice. really actually maybe crank it to eleven a bit more. Um, I, I think. I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think I've been a bit. I'm, I'm a bit more of a kind of slow burner in in in, in the way I set up stories and um and you know mm-hmm. I, and I've, I've said to Lyndon keep me honest we, we need action in here and I've and I've got a good kind of good good few friends who kind of like look at this stuff and kind of go you know I could could do with a bit more or this or can we kind of get get a bit more something going on and we worked with um um 
an editor um chap called um hassan um and he, he he was really good because when I, when we first started the story of episode one he was kind of going well you know we're kind of we're kind of repeating the same thing three times before we get into everything and you know i take it away and sob in a corner for a while and then actually go you know what you write um and re- rewrote it and and i was like wow that was that i'm so glad that we we've we've gone through like a proper editing process where i had a kind of really honest conversation mm-hmm. with somebody about you know look really start kind of like ramping things home more so so it's really making me think now the outline i've kind of got for um chapter two um again without spoiling things kind of ends up fairly otherworldly but i think i'm really gonna hit hit home and linden wants kind of guns firing explosions and, and blood splurting and everything like that really get the big crayons out <laughs> so i've got to kind of and, and again now i've got to yes. get a beach in there and i'm just thinking this is so um you can do yeah, it. I believe I'm, I'm, in you. I'm going to get, get that beach in. Somehow, actually. But, um, I mean, in, in, in all seriousness, I think what, one of the other things that will, will start to happen now we've established the kind of pattern and framework, of, hopefully, of the story is there'll be an element of like normality comes in, um, and and the and the concept of re- reanimation. Again, it's it's it, 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 and mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a, a spoiler, but it's um, it's almost like the. Um, the capitalist nature of uh, and, and the commoditization of reanimation and how you could then <laughs> say, well, actually yeah. if uh, some, anybody could make reanimation accessible to them, but maybe it's only as accessible to the rich. And again, altered carbon, when I was watching that, mm-hmm. um, lent upon that a little bit. And I, I, I might upset people. I was kind of quite disappointed with altered carbon in terms of the Netflix series, because I spoke to a friend of mine, he loved it because of the kind of world building um, in terms of the artworks. He's, he's an artist. Yeah. And I was looking at it from a writing point of view going, God, there was so much this series could have played with. And I think the books do, and I've not looked at the books, but um, and I'm, I was a bit disappointed that they kind of made it talk more of the philosophical aspect. Um, so I'm like, right, well, that's mm-hmm. that's absolutely coming into mind. And how do I kind of really start, you know, start, start kind of layering on some of these themes while again, as you said, making it accessible to people who are not aware of the kind of mythos, and uh, yeah, I end up tying myself right. in knots. But hopefully, it's worth it. No, that sounds that sounds excellent, and I, I like how you did point out like it, it it felt like the in Alter Carbon. I, it was one of those series that I, I started watching with my wife, and she stopped because she felt like it was a muted uh, version mm-hmm. of itself. So she's like, I, I'm I. I I'm out. <laughs> so she, she jumped and I was like, okay, but I, I get what you're saying. And, uh, and, and giving your, your readers something that's not muted and giving them, uh, both the conversation as well as all the other things that go along with that, uh, is, is important. So that's, that's awesome. I'm excited. I can't wait till, I can't wait till number two. <laughs> and who else is a uh, part of the team, uh, for, for this project? Um, well, I mean, I've got, like I say, I've got a couple, couple of friends, so kind of a few, few shout outs. So my friend, um, my, my, my friend Chris Holmes, he, we, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a really good story actually, because I've, I've known him for years, 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 well over two, two decades. Um, we, we worked together, and he emigrated off to New Zealand, and you know, we, you know, send a message on Facebook or something like that every now and then, but the, um, you know, we hadn't really been hugely in touch, and. And a few years back, I kind of went, right, I'm fed up of IT. I'm going to get into writing. So it's been a bit of a pipe dream. And um, I, I messaged him one day and I said, I've got an idea for a kind of comic. And um, 
and I said, would you be interested in, in writing anything? Went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just one of those, yeah, I'd always be interested. But we, we basically, within a year of basically me messaging him saying, would you want to put a comic together? We ended up together producing our first independent piece of work and launching it on Kickstarter. Um, it's a it's a comic. We actually did the second episode about a year or so ago called Undetermined. And, and again, my crazy thought is kind of sci-fi, quantum theory, alternate reality, you know, bouncing between these. And it was us basically getting into it. And he said, look, I'm basically, I'm not going to give away his age, but let's say he's kind of... Um, into his 40s and he goes i never thought i would do this i never thought i would write a comic i always wanted to do it and now i'm in my 40s and i've actually done it and um it's really good and it's inspired him to kind of crack on with some of it some of the concepts and ideas he's had of his own um and you know i i kind of spoke to him about this and i said i've been thinking about this idea and he's been he was he was really really good and inspirational in saying yeah here's here's how we can make it work so he's been a great piece of contribution and um someone else who's again i've got, I've got to give a lot of credit for is um is simon Burks from blue fox comics who basically is one of the main reason i know Lyndon. but simon was the person who basically made me believe i could do this myself and give me an absolute ton of help um and he's just had his most successful um kickstarter with uh, mounted to madness which went absolutely ballistic um, on kickstarter so Simon's been, and I think Lyndon probably has got plenty of nice things to say about Simon as well. I hope he has anyhow. So. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've, I've worked a lot with Simon and Blue Fox and they're, they're really good. And it's been nice that over the past few years, as I've been growing and, you know, working my way through comics and making artwork, they've been doing the same on the publishing side and I've, we've kind of been growing up together kind of thing. Um, but I'm always, I've, I've talked to Simon every every week or so we've always got stuff going on um basically if it's a blue fox books i've probably done the lettering or maybe done something to do with the cover or done some artwork or he's got me to do a badge or some random thing for it which is great for me i mean it's one reason i keep so busy but um yeah blue fox comics um they do a lot of horror fantasy bit of sci-fi very genre comics and graphic novels uh and really good so it's worth checking them out um and we had um who else did we have on the team? We had uh, Fred, didn't we? I always forget his last name. I just know it. Fred, Fred from... Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was a um, really good um, editor for us. Um, he gave some really good feedback for the story and the artwork um, as we were cracking on. Because I, I think by the time he came on board, we'd got the line work done for Reanimator. And then he came on and like he made us look at one or two things and do a couple of tweaks, which was really helpful before I started doing you know the colour work, which takes a long time to do. Um, but yeah, Fred was, Fred's been great and he's been really supportive as well. Um, Fred's background is, um, you know, he, he runs, um, a place to hang your cape, the comics review website. So he does a lot of, uh, editing articles, uh, reviews, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a really nice team to work with everyone because, um, sometimes you get very bogged down by yourself working on these books. So it's been nice to have someone to collaborate with writing and from the, the back end of editing side of things. Yeah, and Fred's actually from um, from my well, all, all roundabout now where I, I live in the north northeast of England, and um, remember again he'd done he'd done a good write up or he'd, he'd been really supportive with another project, and um, we we mentioned this to him, and he just said, oh, you know, this sounds great, you know, let me know, and I, I, I pinged him a note and said, well, if you you know, do you want to have an early early look at this and give us some feedback, some you know, really independent feedback, and he went, yeah, that'd be fantastic, and he's just joined on and just again always sat on the periphery. I think what, what he acted as arbiter because I think on Lyndon's cover I was like, ooh, I don't know if I like the dots in the 
zeros or something like that and linda was like well i really like them and i was like right okay well fred what do you think and fred was like dots win so right okay you know um and, and it's useful to have like that voice and i think this type of thing is is a good team and i'll, I'll give a couple of the shout outs we've got um a friend of mine called uh, jack jennings he's jack's actually in a in a band called you win again gravity um which is a, a futurama um, <laughs> um line um and it is they're a they're a a really good band. I mean, if the, the, the particular like type of music, quite, quite heavy. I'm going to do a disservice now. I call it super heavy, kind of rock, bit grungy and stuff. But um, Jack oh, nice. has um, Jack can spot a missing apostrophe or an Oxford comma at you know five kilometres. He's absolutely you know really on it. And so I've I've worked with him and, and I, I send him scripts and he's going you know, tweet that here, alter that there. So kind of like more copy editing and he's done, done a great job. And actually I kickstart a video. He's done a, a soundtrack for um, for that, which is uh, really good. And, and Chris is putting the video together. Um, and then finally we've got, um, I'm just going to make sure I pronounce his, his surname right, but it's Hassan um, Otsmane Elhau. And he's um, he's a, an editor that got put in touch with me a, few, a, few, a year or so ago, a couple of years ago. And um, he's the guy who basically went, look, we need to rethink this. And if it wasn't for him, um, I the product I don't think be anywhere near as good as what what we've got now. So you know, all in all, there's you know five, six, seven people who have been involved at various points. And as Lyndon said, it's it's just been really nice, um, really collaborative, which is great. Nice. And as far as the Kickstarter nice. project, when is that going to go live? Yeah. Uh, well, it's twentieth of twentieth um, of May, so um, not long. Um, and I have to say, I've been so crazy with work. Strangely enough, even in this kind of period we're in at the moment, my my, my IT work is going <laughs> going crazy. Um, and I've actually handed a lot of that to Lyndon. I said, Lyndon, would you mind? So all 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 the Kickstarter, you know, I think I put some of the text, but all the graphics and the way it's constructed is all all Lyndon's fine work. Yeah, it's it's rinsing so that, repeat now. It's just yeah. <laughs> so that that project will be going live in a couple of days after this actually actually goes live. This project, this episode, actually goes live. So I'll make sure to leave the the link in the description so you guys can go out and check that out. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, what can we expect as far as the project goes for um, rewards, um, extras, whatever that for people who back the project. Yeah, yeah, so well, we've we've kept it fairly simple because like we didn't want to with everything going on and make sure you have access to everything. We didn't want to like start offering t-shirts or you know ridiculous things. So it's it's very much for you can get the graphic novel, um, you know digital copies, physical copies. It's in softback. We'd like to do hardback, but we we'll have to see where stretch goals go. And you know hardback's really expensive. Um, and so we've got um, copies of the book. We've got um, stick. Is it badges or stickers, Andy? I always get it mixed up. Um, we got we got a bit of both. I think one of the things one of the things we said would improve, and this this was purely because of Fred. We might do it just to annoy him. Actually, he goes, do you know what? I'm really fed up with bookmarks. He goes, every time I get a Kickstarter, I get a bookmark. I've got more bookmarks than I've got comics. So, Lyndon was like, originally had put a bookmark, and I was like, Fred's going to go nuts. So, uh, we've, we've, we've forsaken it's the a really bookmark good bookmark. Now. Yeah, I, I think we're going to have to put it in a stretch. If, if, if we sell five copies, we'll say everyone gets a bookmark or something like that. So, just, and it got just annoy Fred, but yeah, stickers, stickers <laughs> yeah. and badges I went with instead. Uh, yeah, there's a copies you can get with a book plate so like a really nice high-end art print that's signed and numbered you only get those as a limited run 
Um, I've got a couple of those already. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, just just so you know, if you have other bookmarks by me, they'll all match and they'll all be the same size. They'll be all the same borders. They'll all work nicely together. Um, you can see I really enjoy doing this kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> so we've got um, yeah commissions. We've got add-ons. So there's some bundles with um, my Constantina books and some of um, Andy's work. So you can grab those as well. So if you missed out on the Constantina books, then you know you can get grab those as well. You know it's just and little things because some... a two poster. A2 poster. Oh, yeah. I've got the A2 poster. Um, that's the silliest thing, then. So um, I've got a really good um, printer uh, over here I work with. And um, if you buy my art prints from Comic-Con, they're always A2. So like a oversized print. So you can see all the color work and the textures. So uh, we've been working with him. And um, yeah, we can actually do A2 prints and get them shipped flat packed. So they come really nice. And they're, they're like a high tier art print. So you can actually see all the real bit inky goodness. Um, on your wall and i think that's about it i think that's yeah it. we kept we kept we kept it fairly simple i was going to do like reanimator branded ice cubes or something but thought shipping <laughs> them out might be a bit of a problem um, it's like finger. Uh, yeah I, I, I mean i made, I made the mistake when i did my first kickstarter i got really excited and i was getting you know badges and bookmarks and things created and, and all sorts of things and it was really exciting but i've now got like a kind of understairs cupboard full of all sorts of things that I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with now. So, um, yeah, I think, I think again, for, for this one, keep it simple. Um, we can also, you can also commission Linden to do some work and we're given, an, um, there's a couple of the rewards with some of the um, original pages and then there's the original cover. And I think one of the things that's really, that, that's really captured people's attention is Linden's cover. Um, and, and when we, we spoke about that, it was, I said, I kind of want almost like, and imagine the six chapters almost like a kind of portraiture of, of, of the characters um, and we, we took the first one Lyndon kind of did that and that's the thing I think that really kind of blows people away and the cover's been really successful when we put it on social media so I think whoever's lucky well whoever wants that um, I think obviously there's only one one version of it so someone's going to have to get in quick if they want it <laughs> Have we missed anything? Have we um, is there anything that we want to make sure we, we touch upon before we, we move on? I think that's it yeah, it's a book about a guy trying to reanimate dead stuff. If you like horror, check it out. It's got a bit of sci-fi. It's Lovecraft. That's 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 the the beats. I think. I think we were like I think one of the, I think I think Lyndon you said this to me as well. You were like this. He said this isn't like a normal horror story. This is like a horror story with a message. Um, which was which was like probably the best feedback I could have got was that you know this isn't necessarily just you know, reanimator, you know, where, you know, the, the film's just kind of things have been like ripped up and an eyeball's kind of prodded through and, and everything like that. Um, there's actually something that's trying to make you think about that and think about some of the concepts and hopefully some of the kind of Easter eggs we've put in there make people recognize some of the ideas. And yeah, as what's going to start to happen in, in, in chapter two and beyond, we start to really weave in the Dante Inferno element um, and, and, and the circles of hell and everything. So hopefully that kind of piques people's interests. So yeah, exciting stuff. Awesome. Like I said, if you want to go ahead and back that, you will be able to get there uh, once it's once it's live through the links that will be in the description of this episode. And we'll be able to make sure to to put any links that you can uh, so you can follow Lyndon and you can follow Andy um, during this time. Uh, I don't know on on Twitter. Where do people? Where can people find you? Um, so I'm yeah I've got Facebook 
um, twi- Twitter, and and um, I'm, I'm I'm really trying to avoid doing anything on TikTok, um, to be honest. Um, but I kind of like load it up. And what's this TikTok thing? Like, and I, I think I'm far too old for it. And I kind of then go, oh look, I've started watching TikTok, and now it's Saturday, and you're just going through these videos. So, but I, th- I think I'll I think I'll keep away from TikTok. But Twitter, Facebook, kind of I'm showing my age now. You can find uh, Greg on TikTok showing off his plates. Oh, right? yes. <laughs> Give me the details. Where are we at? It's true. Give me the plates. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Send them over. <laughs> How about you, Andy? Um, oh, yeah. Um, so you can find me at um, lyndonwhite.com. It's L-Y-N-D-O-N. Uh, white is in colour. Um, I'm always posting stuff on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's at Lyndon Draws. It's really simple. Um, I'm always working on art and stuff. So it's artwork, mostly comics, a bit of design stuff every now and again. But um, yeah, check it out. I just asked Andy again for what he, when he just given me the. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, no one knows. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm the one with the straight. I'm the one with the straight, the strange um, British accent because I'm from the north of England and I, I don't, don't, don't speak proper. Andy, I'm from the north. <laughs> That's true. I'm from Hull, though, and then well, that's, that's 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 the back and beyond. So, yeah. Um, do you two find it all that there's a in writing this? Did you two find it all that there's a difference between some of the horror stories that you two write in England and sort of have read growing up, and then those stories that you watched uh, that are horror stories that happen in America or that get produced from America? I don't, we didn't have a domestic at all, I don't think. I think I was, I hammered on home that this needs to build up as we go. And you, Andy was great. Andy was really flexible to any feedback or story notes that I had. And it's been really... I don't think we've bickered. I don't think we have. No, no, I don't think no. so. The um, and, and it's, 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 it's been good because the, the, I think the arts fed the story. So I think you've done some of the... Um, so even during some of the line work, and that was making me think. Actually, we can we can we can work with this, and we can play with this some more. Um, so it has, it has been like really collaborative. And I think you know, borrowing aspects. You know, even when we say, "What's this reanimation unit going to look like?" We say, "Well, if you think of the film The Fly, and you think of kind of like the cylindrical aspects, mm-hmm. and that was kind of we woven into the story. And then again, you look at the, the, some of the Star Trek aspects and." like the slabs of where things will go you kind of got some frankenstein in there all all of that just really draws and in, in, if any if anything it's it's been in, instead of kind of looking at the, the, the conflicted side of it it's the actually it's the collaborative side it's like yeah that would work that might work okay we'd like let's experiment with that um so you know when we're on chapter five you can ask us the same question and see if we're still feeling the same <laughs> <laughs> all right all right um Lyndon, Andy, I want to thank you very much for, for joining us for this episode. Thank you for, for talking about Reanimator Incorporated. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having us, and thanks for those, like, plug our book and chatting and doing this. Uh, it's always a big help. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, well, really, really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. It's it's uh, it's always fun to have you guys on, uh, or have you, Lyndon, on here. And, Andy, you're more than welcome to come back. Uh, we, we can talk about uh, issue two when, it, when, it's, when it's ready to come out. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah. All right, guys, I want to thank everybody for joining us here on Nerds in the Crypt. We'll see you guys next time, and we'll we'll see what we what we come up with with, with next episode. Sure. All right, guys, see you guys next time. 
Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt Podcast.